I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Are you um, going to talk now or? <laughs> oh, me? No, someone else that's here. <laughs> no, the person who's sitting behind you. <laughs> Yikes! For spooky October. Spooky. Speaking of which. Oh, yeah. Should we announce our book? I think we should. Do you want to do that book that we were dis- <laughs> discussing? I was actually had that as a note. I was like, chat with Kate. <laughs> Let, let's just do it now. So our October book is going to be Oh, no, I don't know the name of the book. (laughs) Okay, it's going to be The Night Swim by Megan, Megan Golden, I think it is. It's Mm G-O-L-D-I-N. But the book, the synopsis, I'm just going to paraphrase here because I'm not reading it because it's hella long. But it's like a girl who has a true crime podcast and it blows up and she ends up setting an innocent man free. And then she starts getting these creepy notes on her car and it feels like too real. And then essentially she's like in a small she starts investigating something that's happened in a small town. And then it just all gets like a lot like a lot happens. So it kind of sounds good. I don't know if it's necessarily like super spooky, but it'll be like another thriller. And I'm enjoying this one. Yeah, this thriller is a very good. I think lots of people are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Um, by the way, I'm what? Chantal. Oh, and I'm Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that you were a reader ahead. I thought you were going to no, be like, by the way, <laughs> I I am not such as Summer is. I know she. At least she admitted it. She's a reader yes. ahead. She knows she is. I didn't read ahead this week. In fact, I almost read behind this week until I rechecked. Oh, I guess what are you oh. reading? Yeah, I was just going to say, what are you reading? <laughs> I finished The Seven Husbands of e- Evelyn Hugo, and it was damn good. You sped right through that. I know. It was super good. I couldn't Ooh, put it I down. To read it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was like just like an easy read, but it actually was really beautifully written. And the subject matter was much deeper than I thought it was going to be. So it was cool. And the twist wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be, which is always very nice. Because then you're not like, wow, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I finished that. And now I'm reading Bloodline, which is a book that my dad recommended to me because my dad's a big reader. But this is not a fantasy book. 
Glenn. Glenn. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. <laughs> um, Bloodline by Jess Murray is what I'm reading now. So far, so okay. good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What are you reading? Tell me. Um, I'm reading. Um, okay. I finished up If We Were Villains. It was okay. Yeah. Meh. It was interesting. It's kind of like left up to interpretation at the end. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, and now I'm reading Burial Rites by Hannah Kent. And okay. actually Leanne lent it to me. She loved it. It's like set in Iceland, Iceland in Iceland. like the 1800s. So it's a historical fiction. I don't think you'd be interested oh, at all. No, <laughs> no. And, Sign me uh, out. Yeah. So, but she loved it. It like, are yeah, you like she, it? she loved it. Um, I'm like, okay. Like I'm not like going to put it down right mm-hmm. now at least, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's, it's harder it's when go- it's been recommended to you. Cause yeah. you're like, there's gotta be good in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's about like, um, a murder. A murder. There's been a murder. We're both reading. Our side reads are both about murder too. And this one's about murder. And next month is about murder. There's a lot of murder happening. Well, sometimes in the fall, you just got to read a lot of murder. Do you want to talk <laughs> about the book? Uh, maybe we should talk about the murders in the book. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Whoa. So, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Sorry. Is okay, over there. There's an email. I oh, I heard that. a quit it. I heard. I heard a um a, a clank, but no, I didn't. Oh, hear that the was email my diet sound. coke. Oh, that one. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was That's like my diet coke. Calling. Everybody. It happened at the same yeah, time as my today. diet coke. Did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Is everything okay? Because it sounded like something <laughs> fell over. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just aggressively put my soda down. <laughs> well, uh, there you go. All right. Okay, start. Let's go. We okay. got to get through this. We got to get through. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, so we start off and the detectives arrive at Dan and Lisa's with a search warrant. They sure do. Uh-oh. That's Mm-mm. not good. <laughs> um, by the sounds of it, everybody's kind of like watching like all their neighbors and then including Jenna and Audrey. Um, mm-hmm. Audrey's watching in delight and wishing that she had binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> she sucks. I know she does really suck. Um, Dan notices her and confronts her um, (laughs) and says, what the fuck are you doing here? I know he gets really aggressive with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as this, um, these chapters unfold, it's um, really like hmm, painting Dan, obviously in a bad light, but like his, Mm -hmm. his, um, quickness to come unhinged is like yeah very apparent anyways um the fury we also also learn a little bit more about like dan's psyche and how like mistreated he was by his dad Mm -hmm. so yeah that makes a little more sense with how he's Mm -hmm. acting like he's used to being the like punching bag you know what i mean mm-hmm. so he's just like mm-hmm. he's he he's reacting instead of responding because he's never had the opportunity to respond yeah you know what i mean True. he doesn't True. understand no. how to do that definitely yeah no i okay, did anyway. feel 
a lot of empathy because it does get into like pretty much all of their kind of backgrounds as we mm-hmm. um um so sorry uh dan confronted audrey the fury um that she saw in him reminds her of a young fred which i'm like um mm-hmm. what what <laughs> mm-hmm. we find um, out oh yeah you were right <laughs> I know I know Um, yeah it's leaving Dan like just trying to keep it together in front of everybody and the detectives end up finding disturbed ground and it's sadly there it was fucked up and apparently it was their dead dog which is sad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that they had to like go through them watching them dig it up yeah um Detective Reyes is disappointed that they're not turning anything up. It sounds like they're pretty mm-hmm. much convinced that it's Dan. So they're just like looking for any possible thing. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like near the end of the search, they turn up a um, opened um, package of disposable masks, coveralls, and booties. And mm-hmm. that was in the garage. And there's only one left in a package of three hmm yeah and he says it's from when he spray foamed his attic so mm-hmm. yeah but like you said they really are grasping like the detectives are grasping so mm-hmm. yeah but the perpetrator also did show up seemingly prepared and they said thick socks but the booties would do the trick I would right like if you I took would, off your yeah. shoes and then just put exactly. the booties on yeah. yeah yeah um the only other note that I have in all of that is just about jenna it's funny because we're not really like hearing a lot about her Mm -hmm. and jake and what we do here is like really like it leaves you it doesn't um give you much like it's kind of just like what like where is that coming from Mm -hmm. um so the the, a note that i have is just that jenna is kind of suspecting that jake will want money from her because he lied to the police for her so that was kind of interesting and later on we kind of see like she she's very uncertain about like his secrecy based on their relationship yeah which is kind of sketchy suspicious I'm like yes I've got I wrote down all my theories this time so that I'm not like I have theories and then like go I forgot all my theories (laughs) at the end nice so. I don't have any theories so this is perfect oh, okay I'm not even guessing anymore <laughs> oh my gosh okay so then Irina is summoned to Catherine's and all the kids are there and Irina is really anxious um Catherine pretty much tells the room that she went out that night and too as well because Dan went out um and that she found her parents <laughs> um Irina Irina is pissed that Catherine let her find them later like understandably right Catherine must have known like yeah somebody had to find them like you you knowingly put another individual through that and Mm -hmm. it was she probably knew it was going to be Irina like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like Mm -hmm. the audacity um Dan is angry that everyone thinks that he did it he thinks maybe it was one of them. So it kind of seems like he's projecting, like not necessarily projecting that he did it, but more or less just projecting the blame because he doesn't know what else to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down a little quote. It's from Irina's perspective. It says, Irina remembers how they used to turn on each other as children. So there's a lot of like, a lot of that, like, it's not necessarily foreshadowing. I don't know what you call it, but just that, like, small perspective mm-hmm. of like the past yeah. backshadowing back backward uh, background oh, could be. I like know. yeah I guess a little like yeah maybe some foresight or like just like how well, yeah foreskin <laughs> oh no no, no, no. <laughs> it's something that's right um, and then Dan says that both Jenna and Catherine knew about the disposal suits, disposable suits in his garage. So he's just like pointing fingers at this point. Yeah. And then fucking Audrey shows up. She's like loving just showing up. She's got oh, some yes. audacity to her, this gal. 
she pretty much walks in, accuses one of the kids of murdering Fred and Sheila, says she knows all of their little secrets and, quote, maybe it's time everyone found out what this family is really like. And then she just leaves. (laughs) Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) Just show up and ruin your life and goodbye. Yeah, like, just drop the mic. She's like, hey, Mm -hmm. bye. (laughs) Then Lisa is pretty much... Like, everybody is very tense, obviously, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. But, like, Lisa's tripping out over <laughs> about what happened at Catherine's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and t- Ted is thinking, like, Catherine's family is a train wreck, which, yeah. Um, both, sp- both spouses are kind of, like, they're not really sure what to believe, who to believe, Like, can they even trust their own, like, partners? It seems like it's going that direction with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then it starts um, going into, like, a bit of their past about what they were like. Mm -hmm. And Audrey's kind of, like, reflecting on these. um, Because apparently Fred told her everything and, like, enjoyed, like, relishing in their discomfort like their kid his kids discomfort yeah, how and, odd. Like, mistakes and misgivings like instead of trying mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm. teach and encourage but anyways um only I just just before we get oh, into yeah. that I just have one little note here um it was like Ted when everybody leaves Ted asked Catherine why Dan said that they knew where the suits were because I, I that was kind of just oh, like yeah. a weird accusation and Catherine like says to him that her and Jenna went over once when he was working and they laughed at Dan in his hazmat suit. So I feel like, I feel like that's important somehow. Mm-hmm. Or is it just anyway. a red herring? Red herring. I don't know. Is it just a pink flamingo? Is it just a blue footed booby? I don't know. <laughs> a blue skank. <laughs> Okay. That's a lizard. It is. And they have like weird tongues and they're like, man. Yeah, they're Anyways. blue and stuff. Blue. They're <laughs> blue. Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> um, get, 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 get. So we find out that Jenna was violent as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She ends up um, sending both of her siblings to the hospital with concussions and like pushing them off of things and not understanding when to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, Audrey then heads to the detect, um, sets up a meeting with the detectives to tell them about the family. Jenna, I'm feeling like, I don't know, after every time she like goes into somebody's like past, I'm like, it's them. So I now know. I'm like really on Jenna because <sighs> just because she was able to be so violent, I guess. And then like, yeah 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 anyways yeah it is it is weird um the detectives though are reviewing the case and they're Mm -hmm. curious I just made a couple notes they're curious about that truck finally and this was you but they're they wonder really briefly if maybe one of the kids hired someone to kill the parents Mm -hmm. which was Mm -hmm. like you had said that and I'm like are they ever gonna wonder that (laughs) like aren't they the detectives I'm a better detective (laughs) than them right just kidding (laughs) right um Audrey and then Audrey is telling Reyes and Barr about Fred and how he could be how he could be with the kids and all Mm -hmm. of that like nitty-gritty and then obviously after every major thing Audrey heads to Ellen's Mm -hmm. and like gives little bits and pieces and then um Ellen's obviously as a friend would be interested slash concerned wants to be there for a friend and then Audrey's like it's nothing you need to worry about I know like what a dick (laughs) okay whatever um I also have a note here that when Audrey's talking to Reyes she tells him essentially that he was disappointed in all of the kids but Dan the most and that he took it out most Mm -hmm. on Dan I guess being the only boy and whatever and that as the kids got older, he would take things away from them as punishment, which is kind of exactly what he did to Catherine at the dinner with the house. 
and Dan with the business. I mean, I guess if the lie that Catherine or whatever with Jenna with the allowance, like, I don't know if that's true or not, but it kind of does show that he was doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of his favorite things to do. Dangle yeah. the and dangle the carrot and then take it away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in between all that, Lisa also goes to Catherine's house and she asks Catherine if she thinks Dan did it and Catherine's like, I really don't know. And Lisa's like, yeah, me neither. So mm-hmm. Lisa's like beginning to crack. Like her faith in her husband is starting to waver. I think mm-hmm. just based on his reaction and, and you know, like how, like, it's almost like he's having a psychotic break or something. <laughs> it's definitely seems that way. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is totally acceptable when both of mm-hmm. your parents have been murdered it yeah. just sucks when you're the suspect because then it makes you look guilty. <laughs> yeah. Not the best time to, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! And then the other thing was that Audrey, when she was like, when she told um, Ellen that she was whatever, she had said that he was rewarding. Fred was re- rewarding her for her silence all those years. Mm-hmm. And then she won't tell her about what it's like, what? dick like that's so rude mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like what's going on with Ellen what's going on with Rose kind of vibe I know right we now. kind of find out what's going on with mm-hmm. Rose though yes which yeah, is good do. I'm happy we yeah. found that out because I was like there's no way she killed them but I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. so anyway speaking of Rose her yes. nerves are getting the better of her she thinks it was a mistake and wonders why she did it and the reasoning that in the book was because she's greedy and patient and took a shortcut and mm-hmm. I was like damn but then we we've find got- out what happened so it's yeah not- I was like oh we've got our confession never mind yeah you're like wow that was quick cool 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 mm-hmm. no so now it's funeral day oh dear oh no I know what a shit oh. show eh? oh dear yes this was dramatic yeah it was um so yeah it's um Sheila and Fred's funeral everybody's showing up and it's the end of the funeral like um it's coming to a close Catherine I feel like is kind of like feeling relief that it's coming to a close kind of thing and then she sees like Dan Mm -hmm. moving out of the corner of her eye and she's like what the Mm -hmm. Lisa's like what the fuck they're Mm -hmm. trying to like make eye contact with each other and Dan Mm -hmm. gets up to the um, front of the church and he starts speaking and he sure does oh he has a lot to say <laughs> yes he does um he was explaining um his relationship with his father and how they didn't get along and how i'm sure all of you expect it um, assume that i did it and all this stuff oh my god Catherine is horrified yeah Oh That's dear. Funny. And then it's kind of funny. Rose was there, but she dips. <laughs> She's like, I got to But Catherine also goes and literally gets Dan from oh, yes. the yeah. elector. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, mm, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like starting to look like he's going to like faint and fall over kind of. So they're like, yeah. okay, come sit. And like, she's probably like, shut, shut the fuck up. Will ya? Like, shut, shut up. up. Yeah. Exactly. And then he makes a scene. Dan makes a scene in the receiving line he ends up calling Reyes over in front of everybody and saying his sisters don't have alibis either and that they knew about the suits too Mm -hmm. and Irina is watching and she's just like mortified and she Mm -hmm. knows that the children turn on each other which I think we've already stated that so it just seems like it just seems so messed up Mm -hmm. it's like a pattern like she's watching a pattern yes replay but it's like very serious yeah yeah it's Irina I guess just because she knows them so well it's it's not funny but like she just no I feel like she knows what's going to happen and she already probably knows in her head and her heart what's going on even before anybody else just because she's so close with them all but yeah we'll see if it's even any of the kids who did oh okay 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 um also Irina heard cameras clicking at the end Mm -hmm. of that 
and it ends up that Dan's meltdown is front page news and it's not painting. How gross, eh? Yeah, I know. Awful. Like, why are reporters at the, the funeral anyways? Like, I know. That's, I, I know. feel like a invasion of privacy. But anyways. Um, news, baby. Yeah. Um, it's really not painting the family in a good light at all, which I kind of, I do feel bad about, but um lisa's still at odds and the detectives want to question a few people again so first they are going to question irena mm-hmm. and she pretty much is just like um they assume that she knows who does it but it does sounds like yeah, she they're doesn't. like convinced yeah 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 they're they're pretty much just like okay tell us who it is let's get this done and over with yeah she's yeah she like, literally I, says I don't want to know who did it <laughs> yeah I don't know like, she's but like, she, I don't know. yeah and then she says like at the end of that um she thinks anyone could have done it and could be capable of doing it like any three of them any of the three and mm-hmm. then the detective suggested that they worked maybe they worked together on it and Irina's I don't know if she states this out loud or if she thinks it's to herself, but she just said they would never have done it together because they can't yeah. ever come to a conclusion together without it like breaking down. Totally. Which I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. happening. So mm-hmm. um, so then we find out that Audrey is the anonymous source in that newspaper yeah. article that was like pretty slanderous, which is like, yeah. of course. Um, I just said, like, and we also off, kind of Audrey. <laughs> I know, I know. We also kind of find out that Audrey's like disappointed that they didn't publish everything that she had said, like all the dirty mm. secrets. So it's kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, is. but her and Ellen meet up. They go for like a hike or whatever. Um, and Ellen says that she's like she isn't sure that Audrey should be accusing the children of murder. She's like, this is pretty serious. Like. And then she asked her how she can be so sure. And then Audrey decides to tell Ellen something mm-hmm. that she can never repeat to anyone. Mm-hmm. And then she tells her. Yeah. <gasps> what does, you what does she tell her? You talk about yeah. It? No, you tell us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So Fred and Audrey's dad was an alcoholic. Uh, it sounds like his dad would take it out on Fred, similarly to how Fred takes it out on Dan. Yeah, um, makes sense. But that, the pattern that, is repeating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that one summer, Fred got bigger, and when his dad hit him, he hit him back. And so his dad never hit him again, which was good, but then his dad was became more abusive towards his mother. Um, and Fred wished that his dad was dead. And he says to Audrey that if he was, they could go to the city and live with his mom's sister. And yeah, so he's, Audrey's kind of like in disbelief that he's like thinking that she's kind of like, oh, he's just like at like his wits end or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then everyone was out. Audrey was out for a walk. She came back and she saw Fred leaving the barn and she says that the expression on his face was as if he was, like, happy. And she kind of thought that he w- may have been in there with a woman. So mm-hmm. she was, like, eep and, like, went to, like, look away. But then Fred caught her looking at him. Mm-hmm. And then he tells her that their problem is solved. And he brings her into the barn. And their dad is hanging. And he made it look like their dad died by suicide. Fred killed him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. What the Yikes. Fuck? You were right. And Audrey. (laughs) I know. I know. But like, I just, I mean, he was so shitty. So it sucks. Because you're like, yeah, everyone would think about that. Mm -hmm. But doing it is like a whole other ballgame. And like even Audrey's, like when she was reflecting on this or retelling it to Ellen, she was even like, "Um, well, yeah, sure. I wish he would like go away. But like or not come home but not like yeah. I don't want to kill him or whatever yeah like wish she was in a car accident or something yeah exactly Ellen is like shook from the shook. story that that Shooketh. Audrey told her 
she is shook to the core. Um, She thinks again about that taint of psychopathy that Mm -hmm. um, Audrey had spoken to her about. And so she's wondering if it's an inherited trait because she also found out while Audrey was telling her that story that their great grandfather had been a murderer as well. Also, Ellen was like um, questioning how Audrey could even go along with it and not say anything over these years when she understands that she was a child at the time. But still, like even later on. Yeah. It's, yeah. So she's, I feel like she's kind of like maybe wavering on her relationship with Audrey. There might be a breaking point there or something. I was thinking, like, yeah, Fred got stronger, but obviously he is a psychopath because he's like, what, 13, 14 years old? I'm pretty sure he said, um, Audrey said it was like the summer he was 13 or something that he got bigger. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's 13 or 14 years old killing his own father. I know. I know. What a psycho. So like, yeah, definitely. Psycho. And like, but took it, took it so far that he knew to make it look like an accident mm-hmm. and like how exactly, exactly. Like that's like, a whole before the internet. other level. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a whole other level. Like yeah. it's one thing for a 13 year old boy to kill his father In and it would be awful, or whatever. Yeah. 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 But to to do it so calculated like Mm -hmm. that that is there is a taint of psychopathy there cold-blooded cold-blooded um Um, so yeah then audrey goes home (laughs) she drinks some iced tea she doesn't feel well she calls 911 i wrote sounds like poison turns out it was (laughs) yes turns out it was also, I had a note about um, Ellen was also talking, talked a little bit about um, her and Fred's relationship and um, how he would try to come on to her and she avoided him for years. And then right. she decided on her terms when to like, so it sounded like she almost kind of played him or got him in her corner when she wanted to on her terms when it was right for her I guess and we find out a little bit right, more detail but yeah because her husband was essentially they were trying yeah, yeah they were yeah. trying to have a baby they couldn't she slept with Fred and then she got pregnant so obviously her husband so was it's interesting because to, it sounds yeah. it's interesting because it sounds like Rose doesn't even know who her father mm-hmm. is mm-hmm no so and like, like Audrey doesn't know either theory, I assume. yeah yeah no no one knows so like no. the theory that anybody was in cahoots in that regard is like out the window yeah yeah exactly I don't know I don't know I don't know so then they're off to search Catherine's place now mm-hmm. they don't really go into very much detail there I thought that they maybe didn't find anything but they do end up finding some stuff um but they mm-hmm. reveal it a bit later then we find out Catherine's pregnant yeah Good now for now her. ted now ted's really stuck if he was thinking oh, about oh my god leaving. <laughs> so true i didn't even think about that <laughs> um the detectives called jenna back in audrey wakes up in the hospital the detectives call Catherine in Oh, and yeah, and then they they tell Catherine that they found a pair of her mother's earrings in her possession, mm-hmm. which is turns out to be kind of another thing because then Ted she asks Ted to lie for her again. again. Yeah. And then during that interview with Reyes, Catherine also admits to him that they that her parents were already dead when she got there and that mm-hmm. she didn't call 911 because she thought Dan had done it. Oh my god. That's gosh, like Catherine. a yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so crazy to say that to the police officer. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I also had a note that Jenna and Catherine both didn't know that her, um, their dad was dying. Right. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, fact. They, that is a they, fact. They all head to Walter's, um, the lawyer's office and Mm -hmm. he's telling him all the deets about the wills and he also tells them that they're not fred's only children oh yikes Yikes. and it went just as well as you thought it was going to yeah yeah they are not 
happy that Mm-mm. it is Rose. <laughs> and that they have to share their millions. <laughs> and they have to share it with somebody else. Reyes is reviewing Dan's financial situation. It seems like he's just like going over everything because he can't figure it out. And then he notices that Rose Cutter is Dan's lawyer. And then Dan, he tells the room that that Rose persuaded him to tie up his savings and says it's Catherine's fault because she suggested that she talk to Dan, that Rose mm-hmm. talked to Dan. Mm-hmm. And then Walter says that neither Rose or her mother would know about the will. So we do find that out for sure there. Mm-hmm. Oh my uh, gosh, this just gets so convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I that this part in the lawyer's office really pissed me off. And like, as I'm reflecting back, I'm just like, Dan, fuck off. Because like, just take responsibility for something in your life. Like, come on. I know. I know. You didn't have to listen to anybody. I know. Anyways. Um, so I'm assuming that this is what Rose is so torn up about is the Mm -hmm, fact that mm -hmm. she tied up all of Dan's assets and now he can't get to them. Right, because then the detective... Well, I think she's so torn up about the fact, right? Because the detectives go to visit this... I don't even know how to say the last name, but Amir Gorbabi, I want to say. Gorbani, yeah. Gorbani? I wrote it down wrong. I'm just going to call him Amir. Anyway, goes to his house, who is apparently the recipient of the loan that Dan had done with Rose. So essentially, my take on it, who is not someone who is very, like, financial advice savvy, but essentially, it was as if Amir needed a private loan to pay off the mortgage on his house, and Dan loaned it to him via Rose. So it was all, like, legal. But then we find out that... There was definitely no loan. Amir doesn't even know anything about that. Mm -hmm. And Amir ended up hiring a PI because Dan used to sit outside his house in his car and just sit there. And it freaked him out so bad. And apparently he still does it, but it freaked him out so bad that he like had to figure out who that guy was. So that would be like super shocking to find that out. I know. I know. Um, Catherine is wondering if Rose knows about Mm -hmm. like if she knows that she's Fred's daughter and Mm -hmm. she's also realizing in the lawyer's office that Walter also thinks that one of them did it by the look on his face right right um he also she also tells Dan and Jenna in the parking lot um, to not tell the police anything, which isn't been going well, very well. They end up like blurting out all their secrets anyways, and mm-hmm. um, tell them not to say anything and to stick together. This will all blow over and they'll be rich. And mm-hmm. then we get confirmation that Audrey was poisoned and she thinks it was one of the kids. Mm-hmm. She was poisoned with ethylene glycol, mm-hmm. a.k.a anti-freeze yeah anti-freeze hi ruby ruby's in here under my feet oh cutie um just how Catherine's like thinking about rose and she doesn't feel like she's gained a sister but lost a friend Mm -hmm. which is like kind of shitty like that's literally just your perspective like it's not like I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't know that Rose didn't know. So there's probably a lot of like weird feelings there. Like she thinks that maybe she knew or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm a guessing. I don't know. Catherine still wants the house, which Dan thought was weird. He's like, people yeah. were murdered there. <laughs> um, then we find out about Catherine's sort of klepto past. And she steals a necklace from a friend's mom when she was young. And she tried to shoplift a bracelet from a jewelry store. So very troubled, very troubled. Mm -hmm. They all have a little something. The detectives think that Audrey might have poisoned herself. I know, which I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought about that too. But then I was thinking I could totally see whoever killed if one of the kids killed the parents right Mm -hmm. 
getting rid of Audrey? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Rose, we find out what exactly happened. She definitely forged the documents and definitely took Dan's money and she invested it in something she had a hot tip about, which I have a hot tip for anybody who's investing and I've never invested myself. But from what I've heard in movies and read in books, if you got a hot tip, don't put all your money in it. No, no. (laughs) Right? Just don't. I don't know. It doesn't sound smart. Anyway, she's decided that she's trying to come up with the money so that Dan won't know what she's done because she lost it all. And then Rose is called into the station and she gets a lawyer and Reyes tells Rose that she's Fred's daughter and she's going to inherit a fortune. And then he pretty much accuses her of being the murderer. And she's Mm -hmm. just like shocked Uh, because she had no idea. It's like all a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're going to jail. You know, you're going to jail. Also, you're going to be a millionaire. Also, your dad was this fucked up dude. (laughs) Okay, bye. He's your, oh, and so we find out that oh, oh sorry. so creepy dan goes out for a drive without with his phone off again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm like don't you know to stay put like have you not learned your lesson yet but then we or find like out, take your phone yeah <laughs> or then we find out that dan is a is a bit more of a stalker than we realize yeah he's a so little I- sketchy yeah, he ends up, it ends up that he's been like stalking people um, that he's mad at since he was a teenager. Right. Like in that way, I kind of have, felt like, like, yeah, I kind of felt like some, I kind of felt bad for him because it was like his way to take his power back, especially after like his father, like degraded him so much about what he had done when he didn't even realize he was doing anything wrong mm-hmm. um it just sounds very traumatic so it is like mm-hmm. a weird but now he's an adult so it's like mm-hmm. you should understand that like now it's not okay <laughs> yeah I'm like does any of these kids go to therapy or no yeah like, <laughs> please one of you <laughs> so he's obviously mad and he ends up just driving to Audrey's I'm sitting and watching her house and Audrey ends up catching Dan. Ellen is feeling weird about Audrey and the poisoning. Um, She never told Audrey that Fred was Rose's father. So we do get confirmation that Audrey didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And when Ellen's husband died, Fred gave her small amounts of money. Mm -hmm. So we find that out too, but it doesn't seem like she was like taking Fred for all he's worth. Like it was Mm -hmm. like, like she he was just giving her enough to get by because it's like this is your child so it's kind of weird or whatever um and then it's almost that chapter finishes with her saying but her rose isn't like that rose is lovely it's like almost like she's trying to convince herself yeah it's weird I don't know yeah Yeah, she had finally looked up that if if psychopathy is um genetic and she is like it is confirmed that it is partly genetic and how messed up would that be mm -hmm. and like I mean right like to find out did pull a fast one on Dan even though maybe her tent she maybe thought her intentions were good I just wouldn't mix money and that kind of stuff with family slash friends no you know what I mean no 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 well he didn't he didn't know their family but no I like but like she was friends with Catherine Like, like yeah, I would. That's true. I wouldn't call up like I wouldn't call up Amy and be like, "Hey, I've got this great deal." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, give me five hundred thousand dollars, will you? Give me your money. Give me um, your money. Dan's called back into questioning again. They're questioning him about being there at ten thirty because that Amir guy from earlier yeah. was like yeah. he was here yeah. on. Um, Easter Sunday, but only for like 10 minutes because like, he's usually here for an hour or more. And I never go to bed without like with him there. Yeah. So he knew the time and everything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then they called Dan out on him being 
at his parents essentially which is right down the road from Amir's at 10 30 yeah um yep he tells Dan he's not getting his investment back and that Rose committed fraud yeah 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 yeah. and so now Dan is really fucked like super fucked yes yes he's not a happy like and he's probably gonna be so bad Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. bad so Mm -hmm. bad oh my god that'd be so messed up yeah um oh and then this rose is worrying like about what they're gonna find out about her because obviously now that she's committed fraud they're gonna search more Mm -hmm. about her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she's worried because there is more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then the detectives show up at ted's office they ask about the earrings ted obviously lies said oh yeah Catherine had borrowed those or whatever and then they ask him what they look like which is like uh-huh. shit <laughs> and yeah. he doesn't know so they know he's lying um and they leave and he's shaken and then he ted has this very interesting recovered memory uh-huh. of Catherine and sheila coming down the stairs together like they had a moment alone uh-huh. at easter sunday dinner and yes. he's wondering if it was perhaps about the will and that maybe Catherine did know Mm -hmm. yeah and it's kind of like left us with Ted like is he maybe not so sure of his wife just like Lisa isn't so sure of Dan yeah okay tell me your theories I have none okay this is my theory um I'll start with the ones that are kind of obvious I'm thinking like Jenna and Jake and that maybe Jenna like I don't know, I'm not hired or like talked Jake into helping her. And that's why okay. she's like, there is one need- thing that I want to say about okay. Jenna mm-hmm. and we never discussed it, but it's stuck in my head. There was just a very quick line about like on one of her chapters where she was like driving down like a rural road. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. But I don't know. I was like, that seems murdery. That seems yes. like something you do to hide evidence or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and then she okay, was like, Jenna. Okay. can I trust Jake after this is all over? Am I going to have to give him some of my money? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and then I'm thinking like Ellen and Rose or like just Ellen, because she's like, well, she was happy that people were getting like their due almost. And like, she'd been quiet and she was kind of upset that Fred didn't leave her anything um, because she had been quiet all these years, that kind of thing. That you mean Audrey? Of, no, Ellen and Rose. Oh, she'd been quiet about quiet Rose. about her. Right. Yes, exactly. But um, Ellen was so shocked when Audrey told her that story about about um, Fred having killed his father. Right. Like I don't know uh, if she could murder yeah. someone two people true and there was a lot of anger involved too like a lot yeah that's my like those are my that one's like my furthest fetched as well as this one and then I'm just thinking like Ted because he's too nice and normal and you wouldn't expect him but this one okay I feel like maybe Audrey has something to do with it I feel like she has like Munchausen's because she's adamant that one of the kids um poisoned her oh and the detectives are like we can't find literally anything other than the window was open at the back but it didn't even look like forced entry they couldn't uh, find anything oh. and then i'm like she maybe she's like making everything up and like convinced herself which is that's what munchausen's is but true yeah 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 true especially because like she she thought that the will had been changed mm-hmm. exactly like i'm wondering if she's like convinced herself of this and like none of the yeah family and like- it'll be one of those creepy twists yeah and like none of the family like her so maybe there's like a reason why because she's just like meddling in everybody's shit and making shit up that was like my top the top of my list that Audrey is like just a psychopath because she's born of a family of psychopaths and she has Munchausen's 
Interesting. All Anyways, right. Those, those are my theories. Those sound great. I wonder if um anybody who's not a reader ahead or has a theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I I can't even make any calls at this point. I I'm just I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm it's really hard. curious about what they're gonna find about Rose. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see how it wraps up because like I know. obviously I gotta know who did it. I know. Next week we'll know. We will. Okay. Oh my goodness. All right. Okay. See you. Well, this next has been fun. Week. Okay. See you next week. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.